Quick, come up with something funny to say. Hello? Yo. Bort. Oh, that's really cool. Somehow I think you're lying. Uh-huh. Oh, fail. Oh. Bad Philosophy. Episode 75. Recorded on October 4th, 2010. A minor detail. Hello everyone, welcome and one to Bad Philosophy, upsetting the balance of reality one rabbit trail at a time. We are back for episode 75, everybody, 75. We have made it three quarters of the way to 100 episodes. Uh, just a few more and, you know, we'll be centenary episodians or something like that. Yeah. Well, if we get on a week like we originally planned, we almost would be there by now. Yeah, we should. It's been two years, so, yeah, we're... For two we're, years to 52 weeks. Even if we take two weeks off every year for, like, holidays, we would have hit 100 by now. We should have, yeah. Now, so we're sort of in, like, episode debt, um, and we could we could pay it back by, like, having multiple e- episodes a week, but <laughs> I think we would probably die. I don't know if we have enough to talk about. No, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think there's enough interesting things that happens in, in a week for us to, <laughs> for us to break yeah. We would have to, you know, just make shit up, which, you know, we do anyway, but... Anyways, so uh, as you can hear in the background there, Kevin Saunders is joining me all the way from Oxford, Ohio. I'm in the background? Uh, <laughs> There's just uh, two of um, us. No, no, you're... I mean, sorry, Kevin, uh, you know, Freudian slip. You're <laughs> definitely in the foreground. I mean, uh, it's you and me. We don't have anybody else on the show. So unless you're doing a monologue and I occasionally pipe in... <laughs> That would be put me in the background, but that's really more the thing that I do where you occasionally pipe in as I go on long Kevin. Well, well Kevin, you know what's important here? You're in the foreground of my heart. <laughs> Always. 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 <laughs> now, you what... hear that, ladies? He's mine. <laughs> now, what is in the background is uh, the, the wonderful stylings of the Starbucks of Georgetown, Texas. So if you do occasionally hear a, uh, an espresso shot being pulled or a, you know someone having a lively conversation in the background, that is you know another patron... Or a barista, so bear with it. Oh, uh, that reminds me. Um, because my mother likes to know things about you, Stephen, and listens to this regularly. Yes. Can you verify? Do you live in Austin or do you live in Georgetown? I I live in Georgetown. I live in the Austin area, and and for all intents and purposes, I live in Georgetown. That's fine. I yeah. I don't really care. But she's asked me more than once. As far as anyone I, who's never heard of uh, Georgetown cares, I live in Austin. <laughs> as far as anyone who's, who's heard of Georgetown cares? Who hasn't heard of Georgetown. Who hasn't. So I've heard of Georgetown. I know where that is. A friend of mine's girlfriend went there, but then yeah. they broke up. Right. And so, I mean, she probably still went there after that, but I didn't know as much about it because, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I consider so. myself an Austinite, but I, I'm a Georgetownsman. lying. As well. <laughs> you know, I, okay. I, have, I have dual citizenship, if that counts for anything. That's not how that works. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it isn't. Anyways, uh, so this, this past weekend, a, uh, a movie of epic proportions uh, launched, dropped, premiered, whatever. Actually, it didn't premiere this past weekend. It premiered for everybody else. It launched at the New York Film Festival, which nobody cares about. Uh, last week, but this past weekend, The Social Network, uh, a.k.a. The Facebook Movie, came out in theaters nationwide, and uh, I saw it on uh, on Friday afternoon at the uh, Alamo Draft House here in Austin. I was uh, first in line, actually, for the, for the sold-out. Because you're a nerd. Hey, it was a sold-out showing, man, 7.45, so I figured, hey, I'll, I'll get there early, and uh, it paid off. Um, I was there right before... The next guy in line who got uh, who got there around five minutes after I did and was carrying a copy of Earth the Book <laughs> from the uh, from the Daily Show. So we I, struck up I a conversation about Daily that. And, uh, well, you know, for those of you who do, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it was great. Uh, so I had I had a, a good time watching it. It was uh, a very entertaining movie. Uh, my my first Aaron Sorkin stuff in a while. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen much of the West Wing in a few years, and have never watched Sports Night, which, according to you, Kevin, is is a fantastic show. Best half hour television show of all time. Mm. Um, it's um, on my list. It's on my short list. Oh, and uh, I've just I'm, gotten. I'm tr- I really I try to think of a better one, and I cannot. <laughs> well, um, 
maybe Kiki can think of a better one because she just uh, she just showed up. So we're gonna give her a call here. Have her join the show. Hey Hello. Kiki, how's it going? Hi Kiki. Hello. So uh, we just started the show about two minutes ago. We were just doing introductions, so uh, good timing. Yay. Yay. So uh, Kiki Cannon joins us from the Chicago area. Uh, what's up, Kiki? Oh, you don't want to ask that today. Let's okay. just move on with the topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, my first my first Aaron Sorkin stuff in a while. Not my, my first David Fincher stuff in a while. I, I recently watched Fight Club again. Uh, and it's does that movie hold up? It does. Uh, there's a lot of, especially after you know that there are like frames inserted randomly when. Uh, yeah, I knew that the first time I saw it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you pick up on these things, Kevin. Uh, not all of us can. Well, be no, I read about it on the internet. I mean, oh. I didn't pick up on it, but knowing it was there when it happened, I'm like, oh, that's one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did not Fincher, read about it on the internet, and I still saw it. So, well, good for y'all. <laughs> so Fincher directed, uh, Sorkin wrote, and the two of them together made an amazing movie. Uh, really entertaining from start to finish. Uh, beautifully crafted story, witty dialogue. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I think this is probably going to go down as one of the greatest movie lines of the year. Uh, but the, <laughs> and by the way, I just want to. Um, say right up here at front, there are going to be spoilers galore in this episode. We're pretty much going to talk about the social network the whole time. Yeah, but so you know he, what? I mean, it's... Uh, we do that. <laughs> not like most of the things in it are surprising. Mm-mm. It's I just mean, the way the thing I can think of to spoil it is, okay, Mark Zuckerberg may have stolen it from those other guys and was a jerk to his best friend and... And if you didn't know that, why are you watching the movie? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that sort of stuff that, that is pretty common knowledge. There's not a big twist ending where it turns out Zuckerberg's an alien and he's using his Facebook to, uh, you know, gather information on humans before the invasion. Well, you know, that, that's still TBD. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... that's would have uh, been a pretty sweet twist. It's better than anything M. Night Shyamalan's come up with recently. Yeah, uh, that and, was, and that's uh, I would argue that's still TBD. He might still be an alien. So yes, you know, but that no, doesn't happen in the film. No, no, it doesn't. So the jury's still out. Spoil that by talking about it. Yeah, uh, but anyways, so my my favorite line from the movie, and, and I'm sure y'all will agree, is when um, the the Winklevoss twins who uh, who sue Zuckerberg are discussing, you know, their their options and. One of them, it might have been Tyler, just says, what, you know, why don't we go beat him up? I'm 6'4", 270 pounds, and there are two of me. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> which, of course, is a line that's doubly funny when you realize that both twins are played by the same actor. Yeah, which I did not realize until after seeing the film, which means they did an excellent job with the, uh, with the special effects there. I spotted it there. in the credits, I and mean, that's when I got it. Yeah, and did you just go, like, wow, at that point? <laughs> I was impressed. But, I mean, the whole movie impressed me. I thought yeah. it was a well-done piece of cinema. So that that didn't... Like, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, how could they have done that? I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, there and were so some that times that I, when I suspected it. Guys, but... yeah. so that's, how else are you going to find two six-foot-tall blonde Belgians? <laughs> they, I mean, they might as well be. Yeah. Um I, I thought that it was just like a, a really well done casting call, and they happened to find some. Because I mean, th- I bet there are a lot of twins out there who do, uh, who do acting, and and you know who, who apply for parts just like this. That's how they got you the Weasley twin. twin. <laughs> yeah. You know who's a twin that you wouldn't expect? Xander, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Really? Except you wouldn't yeah. expect that because his brother was in the show all the time. Yeah. Stephen wouldn't Sometimes expect it, though, because Stephen hasn't watched the show. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, 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 no. I've, se- I've seen half of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What, is he in any of the first four seasons? Yeah, he, he shows up occasionally uncredited. Like, whenever Nicholas Brennan got sick, occasionally <laughs> his brother would come in and do a yeah, line he'll or be two on the stand. No There's actually... The big episode is the one where... Um, and I don't want to spoil it too much because I don't think you've seen it. But basically, another Xander shows up. <laughs> uh, and so, like, all of the scenes where there were two Xanders, they didn't CGI anything. It was just It was actually and him and his brother. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. So it's like the reverse 
you know, special effects thing. Like, you know, the Parent Trap, the same girl played both parts. Yeah. I'm speaking of the original Parent Trap, not the new one, because I pretend that one doesn't exist. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, or in this movie, one guy playing two parts. No, it was two guys playing one part. So, two guys, one part. Okay. Or, uh, anyways. Also like, uh, Full House did that, too. We, we we actually have much more intellectual things to talk about than you know the the respective twins on various series and, and movies throughout history. Um, so shortly after the Social Network came out, actually even before it came out, uh, it's got some. Well, it's gotten it's very polemic. So tons of of praise on one end, uh, mainly and and as Jeff Jarvis pointed out, possibly a little bit inaccurately, mainly from the old uh, old world old media. I, I, that just let me finish my thought here. Jeff Jarvis. Yeah, we'll get there. And then on the other hand, uh, some criticism from Jeff Jarvis, Leo Laporte, uh, Larry Lessig, uh, you know, kind of the geek elite. Um, on the other end, so it's and there haven't been too many uh, in between. Well, now I, I, that's not to say that that Jeff Jarvis, Larry Lessig didn't enjoy the film as a film, but they criticize it sort of as a. Uh, Oh, how did Jeff Jarvis put it? A revenge on the revenge of the nerds. <laughs> so, like, old media striking back against new media. Uh, which I don't agree with entirely, and I'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute, but, uh, Kevin, you had a point? Well, I just sent you a link. Um, okay. A shout-out to uh, Tom Brazelton, who writes one of my Yay! favorite comics about movies, Theater Hopper, mm-hmm. um, who I've Woo-hoo! recently been responsible for Kiki following on Facebook or Twitter, um, so you know, yay that. But anyway, his most recent blog post um, talks about Jeff Jarvis and um, makes the guy come off as a jerk. Hold on, this is the wrong. I sent you the wrong link. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, this is this is sorry. relevant to it. Yeah. Um, just go to theaterhopper.com. It's on the main page. Okay. Um, but he talks about, um, and this is stuff I want to talk about too. But he references the Jeff Jarvis thing, and I'm just going to quote from him here. Yeah. Um, he says, I'm a little distracted by a review I read from new media author Jeff Jarvis that takes the movie to task for not understanding the value that Facebook brings to communication or how Zuckerberg has changed the world as a result of it. Uh, he cites some other things. Yeah. Uh, and he says, personally, I find these claims to be ridiculous. Uh, a calculated complaint designed to stir the pot and draw attention to Jarvis. Um, and he goes, I only mention it because I was incensed after listening to his interview on This Week in Google, and he went to Twitter to express my frustration. He, he Tom Brazelton, said, um, quotes, Jeff Jarvis is a paranoid idiot. Now, what's interesting is then three hours later, Jeff Jarvis replies with, I saw that, to Tom Brazelton. <laughs> now, what's more interesting is that Tom Brazelton, and he links to the tweet in the post, didn't use his Twitter handle. Really? So Jeff yeah. Jarvis said, has, a, has a search so out on his name. So Jeff Jarvis has a search up on his name on Twitter. <laughs> which or, I think, or, more likely, because this is what immediately comes to my mind, they have some friends in common, and somebody was like, hey Jeff, did you see what Tom said about you? Uh, I don't know. Well, no, I do that but, all the time. I think it would be funny in the first sense, because then it would just confirm what, yeah. what Tom Browson said. I agree, comedy, it's, it's more hilarious. Yeah. Because <laughs> only paranoid idiots have searches out on themselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's like how... I mean, it, it makes him come off very, um, yeah. And Jeff Jarvis is all about the, you know, like, we live in public or living in public or whatever. Uh, Ooh, he responded to my, Tom responded to my comment, so I'm going to this now. Oh, yeah. Um, apparently, according to Tom, because I, I said it's crazy that Jarvis responded and yeah. all this sort of stuff. Um, and Tom goes, more telling, you can't read his tweets unless he approves you to follow them. Yeah, he's got the yeah, locks, way to really leverage profile. social media there, Jarvis. Not a one-way street with you at all. <laughs> but, well, um, yeah. Um, but let's, let's weird. jump into these complaints because okay, um, the movie's awesome. Go see it. I, I don't even know where to start on this. Uh, so Aaron Sorkin can make two hours of people talking compelling. Yes, yes, he can, and he does. And- 
And just, it has to be said, that first scene will, within two years, be taught in film and literature classes at colleges everywhere. Really? I you think so? I can guarantee it. Yeah, that, that opening scene. All Why? The, the, like, really hardcore, because of the way it's, it's filmed and the way it's written, just him going back and forth and them setting up everything they want you to know about this guy hmm. and his personality in, you know, before the opening credits. Yeah. I mean, it's a very good scene, but I, I didn't think it was that Are you talking about the stuff with him blogging and stuff, too? No, I can't. Or yeah. just the scene in the bar? Just the scene in the bar with the girl. Okay. Just, just okay. that. Hmm. That, because, that uh, is going to be dissected in film classes everywhere, I can tell you. Because the live journal posts, um, and I have the link around here somewhere, are actually taken almost verbatim from his actual live journal. Yeah, I mean the comments about like the comparing to barnyard animals. Yeah, and, comparing yeah. to farm animals and stuff like that. And, and, and her taken. cup size was that was that actually posted on there? Like, that wasn't in there. The only thing okay. that wasn't mentioned was her bra size. Um, that was thrown in, but he did call her a bitch, although it wasn't the same girl. Um, <laughs> they used a fake name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but almost everything else was taken from his blog, his okay. live journal. So, and and, the, Which, and this is I mean I guess this is a relevant time to talk about the historicity of the film. Uh, uh-huh. And this is this is one thing that Jarvis ha- and and Leo Laporte both had a problem with. It it makes a lot of shit up. <laughs> Probably most most egregiously the fact that Zuckerberg has had the same girlfriend since before he made Facebook. And yeah. one of the primary motives for him building Facebook in the film is the fact that he doesn't have a girlfriend and can't get one. And wants this one girl that, that is in the, the I don't, scene. I disagree with your second half of that statement. Uh, I don't think it's the primary reason. E- evident, well, maybe not the primary reason, but one of the reasons. Remember in this in the club scene when he's talking to Sean Parker, and Parker relates the thing about yeah, the no, girl? I, I, he I asked understand him, why like, you're saying that. Yeah. I, get, I understand that the reasons, but I don't think, and, and this, is, this is a problem, and it's not a problem like that I have. But this is where people are getting, you know, they're they're getting their problems. There is yeah. that this whole thing, the movie's called the Social Network, and that would lead you to believe that it's about Twitter. What? Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> My brain, brain just stopped. <laughs> I think, okay. I think I might have almost achieved enlightenment there, man. That was like, <laughs> that was like a the movie's that was called like a Zen the Social moment. Network. And that would strongly lead you to believe that it is about Twitter. Damn it, I did it again! <laughs> what the hell? Okay. You're getting as bad as show intros. Oh, there's man. A, there's a point I'm trying to make here, and if I can get the first sentence out, the rest of it should be okay. Hey, you're just kicking yourself in the balls right now, man. You have nobody to blame. <laughs> It's called the social network, which would make you think it's about Facebook. Which the movie is not about Facebook. The movie is about um, friendships and power plays, and and these characters, and not even historical people, because I don't care if they're real people or not. Mm-hmm. These characters that are excellently crafted, and the relationships they have, which yes. makes the movie's name fit a lot better because it really is about these network this network of people that are all connected but isn't about the social network that you thought it was about yeah and see double- I wonder about that though I wonder if Sorkin really put that much thought into it because uh, I don't remember if it was in the New Yorker bit or somewhere else but he kind of says that there was sort of off the cuff him calling it the social network like almost it was almost tongue in cheek uh, for him to just name it something so bland, uh, or maybe that's that's how Jarvis and Laporte perceived it. I don't know. I I kind of I think it's it's maybe not the best title in the world, but it now that you say that, Kevin, I can see that angle. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, here's here's another thing though. I I really want oh, to address. No, dude, it's right here in the frickin' New Yorker article. Because mm-hmm. he called the film the New York the Social Network ironically, referring to Facebook's creator Sorkin said it's a group of in one way or another socially dysfunctional people who created the world's great social networking site. Right. Oh, I just made that up, but then I was proven correct, so Well yeah. he also me. said something very similar to that in his uh Colbert interview. 
which okay. was also very dumb. Oh, he was on Colbert, Aaron Sorkin? Yes, yes. Book oh, I'm going to have to find this. Later. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Man, Colbert no, it was been... actually a very a very good interview. And Brief rabbit yep. trail. Colbert has been getting some fantastic interviews lately. I think Zuckerberg, oh, yeah. if he hasn't been on there already, is slated to be on Colbert in the near future. Oh, that could yeah. be interesting. So, <laughs> and obviously the movie is going to be a topic. So, yeah, that could be that could so. be really fun. Uh, but I just I, before we get too far away from it, I really want to address the the point that Jarvis and Laporte were making. I do not feel like the movie was anti-geek. I really don't. Because they, no. they were bringing all, all these things of like, oh, you know, they portray uh, Zuckerberg and, and his peers as sort of these, uh, you know, manic, you know, hacking in the shadows type of people. And, and then Sean Parker as this, like, drugged out uh, criminal. I, you know, I felt like... By the like, way, Rabbit Trail, who knew this guy could act? Dude. Justin Timberlake? Dude. Where did that come from? Oh, man. <laughs> He, I think he made the film. He really. And I he, thought he was amazing. Oh, he was for me. He was the character that just that just pulled, pulled it all together. I I loved every single scene that he was in. Uh, it, and and that's that kind of ties in with what I'm saying. He was Sorkin crafted Sean Parker as kind of like this this guru of internet entrepreneurialism. He comes in, you know, he swoops in, he, he sweeps Zuckerberg off his feet. He's kind of there in the beginning stages to make sure everything goes the way it should. And, uh, you know, granted, he has the, the scene with the drugs at the end, which didn't feel quite right to me, considering the way he'd been portrayed throughout the rest of the movie. Um, yeah. But he was not... Happened. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and what's he unfortunate. actually did get arrested for cocaine possession. <laughs> right, but, I, I think but not purpose, at that party. Yeah, I no. think the purpose of that scene in the film, though, was to kind of show that that was, like, his last friend that just kind of... Like, he just dicked over his best friend. He dicked over everybody else he knew, and like Sean Parker was the guy that he was like following, and then all of a sudden Sean Parker is like he gets couldn't. arrested for yeah. cocaine, which is way worse than some random story about you know feeding chicken to a chicken, which was yeah great. yeah that actually, <laughs> that actually mattered. Which I was just fed, funny. I've fed chicken to a duck before. I don't know if that's well, that's but I just have been on the way to a turducken. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Isn't that how they make those? They feed the duck to <laughs> no, the chicken, and then the chicken to the... You, to you, the do, it, you do it post-mortem, Kevin. You actually stuff oh. the dead one inside the other dead one inside the other dead That's one. That's just so. gross. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> it's chicken-fed duck. Mm. Yeah. But anyways, so I... and Yeah, I agree. Okay, so that had to happen for one reason. But I think for the rest of the movie, because Sean Parker had some of the greatest, like, pro-internet... Uh, entrepreneurialism lines in the movie and I think Lessig and Jarvis and Laporte just completely overlooked that like Parker is kind of the co-visionary in this case he's the guy who gets it he sees that this is is like the future and I don't think he was portrayed that poorly in the film no, but if you look at like Lessig's article, oh, by the way, you should just put these in the show notes because we're not really oh, talking definitely. about them directly. We're just referencing them. Um, he talks about um, Sean Parker being the evil one. He's not. Oh, that's just totally it. This movie guy. doesn't have a protagonist or antagonist relationship in it at all. I felt like if it's anyone, the, the Winklevosses were the were the antagonists. That's they how were the I saw it. The closest thing, but that was they weren't really. They were in. They were tangential to the story almost. In my yeah. opinion, the story was about and Zuckerberg and and Saverin. I was just say Eduardo because yeah. I couldn't think of his last name, but Saverin. Yeah. And I would agree. I, and I, I almost felt like, I, and I wondered a lot, especially during like the rowing scene, why the Winklevoss story had so much uh, had such a big part in the movie. Like, I, I really, I didn't feel sorry for the guys, and I didn't see them as a villain. Because they really never had any grounds to begin with, uh, but I saw them kind of as a way for Sorkin to to <laughs> to get his you know to get his good dialogue out <laughs> with yeah. a really creative way. Uh, I mean, the scene with them and the president is just great on its own. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That just re- regardless of never having happened uh, in history or you know being relevant to the story, really, it was just a damn yeah. good it scene. <laughs> you know that well, was. <laughs> Okay, Go I gotta say two things about the characterization, because everybody's talking about, like, oh, Zuckerberg's not this, like, you know, autistic, introverted guy, and, you mm-hmm. know, he wasn't, like, and, you know, Parker's, like, really cool and everything. I gotta say, and I said this to Tom Brazelton on Twitter, Kevin probably saw, 
but we were talking about the truth in the movie, and I'm like, I will be devastated if I find out that those two guys aren't as big of a douchebags as they're portrayed in the film. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I have, like, a soft spot in my heart for, like, really jerky guys, which is why I'm single. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, like, seeing these two guys who are just kind of like, yeah, I don't really give a shit what you say, and, you know, what I, like, these kind of borderline sociopathic guys as as Zuckerberg especially is portrayed in some of it you know and I was I came out of that and me and uh my female friend who went with me we both walked out of there and we kind of looked at each other and we're like yeah we got crushes now you know like, oh man <laughs> <laughs> like those two dudes kind of being that that douchebaggy and that that great you know and but okay. I think the I, about I discovered something about, amazing that I'll tell you in okay, just a second like, so thank you okay they, but the point you were making about uh, Sean Parker being the visionary, I love yeah. Sean Parker. He's great. Um, you know, I watched him all throughout when the Napster thing was first happening and, you know, was right there rooting for him. But mm -hmm. uh, but the the line that they give him in the movie where he's talking to, uh, to Zuckerberg and to Severin and he says, I mean, dude, I brought down the music industry. And Severin goes, they won. And he said, yeah, the lawsuit. Yeah, was I, the best line in the entire film. Like, just that one line of, like, you know it's true. Yeah, and, and, and he, it was like, did, no, and the question, the, the important follow-up was, you want to go out and buy a Tower Records? <laughs> and Severin was yeah. kind of, like, silent, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you didn't even need that as a punchline. Yeah. You know, that was for, like, the idiots. You know, anybody that's mm -hmm. been on the internet for, for two minutes knows you wouldn't have iTunes without this. You wouldn't have, right. you know, half of the crap that we do now without Sean Parker dicking around in his bedroom in, you know, college. Mm-hmm. And it's and that alone, I mean, that character alone, I think, is is what what really made made the film what Lessig and Jarvis think it is not. Uh, and and th for those who are looking, I think you know we get it. We see that Sean Parker is in the right. We see that Zuckerberg is in the right. These are the guys to be revered. I mean, Zuckerberg has some really scathing lines, especially in the depositions. You know, when he's when he's yeah. answering the uh, the charges against the Winklevoss is like. Um, and I know the whole scene was, was released before the movie, or for most of it. You know, if you want to sit on my shoulders and pretend to be tall, you can. But I guarantee you that these guys sitting across the table from me could not have done what I have accomplished. You know, I, they may have had the idea, but I made it. You know, I executed. Yeah. And that... If, if, if they... What's, what's the concise line he says? If, if they, they had they invented were, the Facebook, they would have invented the Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Right. And, and that if is you're totally the inventors true. of Facebook, that's what I, and it was. I, and I yeah. know Lessig is, you know, he spent he spent so much of his career, you know, trying to reform the the copyright uh, patent system. He's got mm -hmm. to see in this case that 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 holds so much weight and so much truth, and that that this movie is very much about the new media and the new model. As much as you know, Sorkin apparently isn't into that and doesn't do Facebook and doesn't like bloggers. He, he still let that show through. And I think, mm -hmm. I think you can see some positive spin on that whole paradigm, despite kind of the, the ultimate, uh, you know, it's more, about, it's more about the characters and more about the relationships, and maybe old media wins out, quote-unquote, in the end. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's not as cut and dry. I think the people on one side like to, you know, the old media guys love it for, for what they see in it, and the, the new media guys uh, hate it for what they think they see in it. Yeah. <laughs> and neither side really gets it. <laughs> you know, I, I find it very, I mean, if I were Sean Parker, I would send Aaron Storkin like a gift basket. Yeah. Like, that portrayal. Like, if I, if, if I ever was had a movie even based on my life where I turned out to be as half as badass as Sean Parker is in that movie, I mean, Maybe you know. Maybe he really is that badass. I think I mean, he yeah, is. I want know. to believe he is that badass. It makes me want to, like, you know, be a groupie and follow him around and, like, you know, try to be the Victoria's Secret model hanging on his arm. You, you, you want to like, be you want to be Stanford? <laughs> I totally want to be Stanford. Like, dude, that was I just, awesome. I just slept with Sean Parker? No, you slept on Sean Parker. <laughs> Although, I've got to say that I, the one thing the one point in the movie that strained credibility is I cannot believe that Shake would have known Sean Parker's name. 
Yeah. I don't know Sean Parker's name. Yeah, that that. Well, granted, this was 2004, right? So this was kind of closer to when all those lawsuits. I were going never on, knew so. Sean Parker's name. I, I did. I I, kinda, I, I knew of I knew of Sean Parker. I did. I didn't know what he looked like, but I knew like I Sean knew, Parker I Napster. Knew the Napster okay. guy. The the proof that Sean Parker is at least half as cool as he is in the film is there is a bit that you can YouTube it. I'm sure from like the year that the lawsuits were going on and he was a presenter at the MTV Movie Awards or Music uh, Awards or something eh. and he was with he was with the guys from Metallica who were the first people to sue him <laughs> <laughs> and and they paired him up to present some award with these guys cuz oh, they wanted man. to get uh, they wanted to stoke the fires and get controversy yeah. so Sean Parker walks out in a Metallica t-shirt like an old beaten up Metallica t-shirt. And he yeah. walks out and he goes, "Hey guys, like my t-shirt? I borrowed it from a friend." Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the most like, you know, FU kind of Yeah. Moment. And the dudes from Metallica were just like back on to teleprompter quickly. We don't know what to do here. Yeah. <laughs> he just walked out and in one note just zinged them, you know, and everybody was just laughing. <sighs> Also, I have a uh, the thing I wanted to mention earlier when we're talking about the Winklevoss twins. Um, that just it makes me laugh, but then kind of not. Mm-hmm. Um, if you Google like Winklevoss twins, which I did because it was fun, um, you get sent to either Cameron Winklevoss on Wikipedia or Tyler Winklevoss on Wikipedia because they have their own pages, <laughs> which is kind of fun in and of itself. What's even better? is that there is, um, at the top of each of those pages, it says, it has been the suggestion that this article or section be merged with the other one. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So, while I I like the idea of having them have their own separate pages, they're different people, that's kind of, that's that's fine, but then I I suspect that some of the stuff with the movie has recently encouraged this sort of, you know, mixing of the two of them and, and merging their pages yeah. together. Yeah. I <laughs> they don't know the, how, how they, The one page will be called, not, will be but... called Winkle Vi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Winkle Vi. Some Winkle yeah. Vi. <laughs> uh, that, that was a fun thing that I just wanted to mention earlier since we were talking about them. Yeah. Wh- I wonder which is funny uh, but linguistically inaccurate so I'm not going yeah. I kind of wonder what, what Divya Narendra looks like. I'm, I'm going to Google him too. He did not come off very well in this movie either. I mean he really if How it was yeah. uh, N-A-R-E-N-D-R-A he if, if there's an antagonist in this film it is Divya Narendra. Yeah he was the one kind of like in the middle trying to get everybody to yeah he he did come off as, as kind of a, a prick. Yeah. <laughs> and well, you he know actually looks like a Yeah. Yeah, and that he, he looks, looks more like himself. Mm-hmm. I That's think that that was word. one of one of the closest of, of the uh, of the actor choices. Yeah. And they definitely got the, the outfit right. <laughs> they kinda sweater yeah. over over button down. <laughs> yeah. <look. laughs> yeah. That's wow. Hmm. So I, I let, let's talk about the film a little bit. So uh, story-wise, what have we been doing? Well, <laughs> I, I, you know, not not necessarily the the real people, but the film the, and the composition of the film itself. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, historicity, you know, thrown out the window. There are a lot of things that Sorkin just made up to make the story work. Um, what did y'all What did y'all think of the whole uh, Eduardo Mark Zuckerberg dichotomy thing? I mean, was it sort of was was Eduardo like the tragic uh, hero? Was he the victim? Was Zuckerberg the tragic hero? Like I know Sorkin says Zuckerberg becomes like the tragic hero in the last five minutes of the film, but you know what is he for the other one hundred seventy-five minutes of the film or whatever? See, I don't think I don't think it's either of those. I think it's it's a friendship gone awry. Okay. Um, it's, I, think it's I didn't more feel sorry, dude. I did not. We were given very few reasons to feel sorry for Eduardo. I, I felt like, like I did not. I did not have any sympathy for him. I felt like we were kind of forced into feeling sorry for him when you know, girlfriend burned the scarf. But I didn't really like her anyway. So good for I him. I didn't care about <laughs> that. I felt sorry for him 
when he went from owning 36% of the company to owning less than a tenth of a percent of the company. And, and I felt like the, the motive for that action was not really well uh, presented. You know, why did Zuckerberg know, do I that? I don't care what the motive for that was. It's basically a guy who he had been with since the beginning getting kicked out. Yeah. And, and the fact that there wasn't ever a strong motive for that that was made clear was, I think, more of the problem. Um, so that's what I felt sorry for this guy, because it, it was shocking. Yeah. And probably not something he would have agreed to. But, but, but he did, you know. I mean, he signed the papers. Uh, yeah, and so yeah. he made a mistake, and he was stupid. Right. That doesn't mean you, can, you can't feel bad for him. I feel bad for him for being stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, I, I, you know, I hate to sound like some horrible bitch or whatever, but, like, dude, if you don't read your own legal paperwork, like, what did they teach you at Harvard? Yeah, and, and he's... Seriously. I mean, he's one of the more educated guys, right? He's, he's the, what, economics major? So <laughs> he should know to read the fine print, for crying out loud. Economics um, majors don't know anything about business. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, but here's can... okay. Here's the thing that you're not gonna feel so bad for Eduardo Samrin. According to Wikipedia, he's got 1.3 billion in the bank. Really? So I don't, I don't feel bad for him as wank, a person. Wank, wank, I feel wank. bad for the made up <laughs> character on the movie. You know, like I, you know, I hate I hate to say it, but you know. Yeah, he's not he's not that bad off. I mean, emotionally, he's it probably was pretty bad for him, but... And didn't Sorkin say that, that most of his material came from Saverin? I don't um, know. Most of the material from the book that the That's movie right. was based on came from Saverin. So it's uh, obvious that he's kind of a focus of film then. Yeah. Yeah, he... I mean, they settled the lawsuit and he got 5% back. Right. So he yeah, went from 7% to 5%, so... No, he went from... He started with 30%. Yeah. That wasn't made up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went from 30 to 5 by way of well, 7. Okay, it says, I mean, like I said, this is just according to Wikipedia, but apparently he had, he had, um, he was down to 7% when that happened, and he went from 7% to 0.03. Yeah. So I don't know what Still happened in the interim. Between the thirty and seven percent that he chose not to not to sue over, but you know. Well, anyways, um, compositionally, the, the, I I still think the film was fantastic for for many oh, many yeah. reasons. But you know, not it's not Citizen Kane great as a lot of people were saying. <laughs> you know, especially okay, dude, on the old. I've movie. never been able to make it through Citizen Kane. I am the biggest really? film in the world. I it. cannot make it through Citizen Kane. Oh, I oh word, word, Kevin. I have not seen it either. So I, I don't know tried, what. So I can't compare it to Citizen Kane. I can compare it to Dude Where's My Car, <laughs> uh, which is the Citizen Kane of stupid stoner comedies that I still haven't seen, which I'm kicking myself for. <sighs> yeah, I know. It's, I know. I know. <laughs> In all honesty, Dude Was My Car is one of those movies that people either love, like me, or completely hate and are repulsed by. And I can understand both opinions. I'm just on the side that, uh, you know, makes me laugh. Because mm-hmm. it's a fun movie. Oh, yeah. I, I do want to say, uh, there, were, there were some moments of the film that, that I got genuinely excited about, like got chills. And, and it was mainly the, the kind of the building of Facebook montages, you know, where you see kind of the background, the, the you know, the prototypes for the different pages, and yeah. uh, you know, you go, man, that's probably about what it looked like. You okay, know, maybe- did you, well, I'm sure did it you is. get the I'm chills? Sure it's accurate. Did and, you and, get the chills when he was, like, writing the formula on the window of the room? Um, the formula didn't give me so much chills, but when he was, nah. like, the, the face mash creation uh, montage yeah. was exciting. I mean, because, yeah. mainly because they did their homework, the the screens were were Linux. They were you know Red Hat or yeah, they were super accurate. Like the terms, everything was. I was like, yeah, that's that's right. That's exactly that's right. What that looks like it wasn't like yeah. hackers where you know they're, they're yeah. making <laughs> it up every minute. You know, you're, you're and, and you know what I did notice? 
Right. You know what I didn't notice in this, and I, I applaud them for not using this because it's something everybody wants to do. So you know, points to the director is they didn't sh have a single shot of him where the contents of his screen were like visible on his yeah, face. Yeah, like projected onto his face. I think David Fincher is a better author or filmmaker than that. Yeah, yeah. Fincher yeah, would have I'm just saying, but it's it's a trap so many people fall into, and it always bugs well, me. Well, it's a trap so. that it's a trap that the non-geeks writing about geeks fall into because they think those oh, this yeah. is the way it's supposed to look. But I mean, they you know, W get they were talking you know in my sequel terms that the system that he spec'd out was every and in fact this is what really got me every system that people were using like the vibe the different Dell laptops, the different systems in the scenes were yeah. period accurate. And I know yeah. period accurate yeah. is like six years ago, but I was, I mean, these are things I pay attention to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think they were good enough realizing that if they did a movie like this, they were going to have to be, you know, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like can, wait, can we... we're making a movie about geeks. Geeks might show yeah. up and watch it, and we don't want to get flamed online. So, uh, Get that, get that 2004 bio, you know? Can I briefly um, use this as an opportunity to segue into actually talking about Facebook? Um, because I, the, the movie has brought up something to me that's kind of been in the back of my mind for a while. And, and I just want to talk and or rant about it. Um... Which is the idea that originally Facebook was built on this exclusivity model. Yeah. Um, when I had gotten to, to Texas Tech, A, it wasn't even that old. B, it was still called The Facebook. And C, you had to have a .edu email address to get in. Right. And while the site even had been long enough around for me to consider it, it didn't feel like something that I would have kept going with after college. Yeah. Because it was still very much geared around this college lifestyle. Um, your classes were listed on your main profile pic. You had to update what classes you were taking every semester. And I, I almost, and, and I've written about this in the DT before, I missed that, that type of social network that was, it, it was about mm -hmm. college, only for college students, and, and an extension, an internet extension of the college experience, which is exactly how uh, Zuckerberg describes it in the film, and probably how he, yes. he anticipated it would be in the beginning. And, and that, I mean, that's not what Facebook is anymore. It's, you know, it's no. an extension of the lifestyle experience, which is so much Facebook different. is 2D second life. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and so it's one of those that it just—it's kind of like I—I I, I miss that. Uh, if someone invented the Facebook, you know, an exclusive college social network today, yeah. I would—I well, I won't say today because I've graduated, but you know, if I were a freshman going into college, I would sign up for that. You know, I would keep that yeah. account maybe as a subset, like I tie it into my, my Facebook account maybe. Uh -huh. But having that kind of a social network would really be valuable to me because it was, it was exactly those sorts of tools that made it appealing to me when I first signed up for it, when it was about courses and it was about matching yeah. up with people who are, who are in, in your class and being able to and, organize and study groups. Doing and, home, and finding people to do homework with. Yeah, yeah. And and That's now you sort of you can do that through Facebook, but if you post like, hey, you know, everybody in bio thirty one oh two, I need, you know, help on this project, your mom can see that. And like how how relevant <laughs> is that gonna be to seventy percent of your friends? Like, I've said it before and I've said it again. My mom and I are not friends on Facebook. <laughs> my my dad and I are not friends on Facebook. Okay, my bad example. I, I know y'all are all hip and aren't doing that sort well, of thing. Well but. no, I I'm just gonna say, like, blanket out there to anybody who, who, you know, may be going through this. I my father and I have come to a very good internet arrangement. Which is the arrangement I suggest that anyone forms between like parents and kids online. Which is if you say, you know, if I say, hey, I did something and it's up on YouTube, my father goes, may I, you know, may I go and look yeah. this up? When I told him that when I first started doing BF with you guys, he was like, is this something I can listen to? You know, he gives me that out for me to go, yeah, it's, it's boring, it's philosophy, you don't want to listen to it, it's, you know, whatever. Right. Except I wouldn't have said about philosophy because my dad loves philosophy, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I forget it's what I told him about. It's about car repair. Yeah, it's, it's like, something it's like the, 
it's um, it's like car talk on NPR, but not as funny. Yeah, yeah. except he loves car talk, but you know, whatever. Oh, that's but, but he likes Everybody it loves car talk. Oh, anyway, but, but, but the good news a... is, is is that is that I think that's the best relationship going forward with these kind of social networks is to basically just keep that bit separate. But it's, you know, then if I tried to do that with my parents, they, because there are so many good things that come about it as a result of it as well. And it's, and it's hard to, it's really hard to separate the different social spheres in Facebook. It's, it's really all or nothing. You can't do it with friends lists. You can't do it with groups. You can't do it with like pages. There, there isn't mm-hmm. a way to have those exclusive social circles in Facebook. Uh, yeah, for, for that's me, what they need. That's what they need. Is right. Facebook definitely needs to go back to the, hey, can you only show me this group of people in my well, newsfeed? And, and, and not just yeah. different privacy settings for them, but almost like different Facebooks for, for yeah, these I wish, different I was, I, was, I want to be able to show certain people a given profile Yeah, and not others. Hold on. I mean, you can have multiple... Uh, you, my phone started ringing at the same moment, so... <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Welcome to Bad Philosophy, where Kevin takes a phone call. <laughs> well, I think it's the second call I've received from that number in a while, because yep. I've gotten it before. I, I've gotten a similar area code before, and it's not one I know. Mm-hmm. Um, God, what was I saying? Oh, we were we were talking about care. having different Facebooks for the different spheres. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the deal. Yeah. Now, now, Facebook has grown to half a billion people. I mean, that was the the tagline was you don't get the 500 billion friends without making a few enemies. Oh, isn't that cute? Uh-huh. Um, but okay, so so 500 million people is about the size of the internet in 1998. <laughs> yeah. So it is it is essentially another internet. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. AOL. It's like AOL was back in the day. That was I, the internet. And and I, I think what, uh, what can come... Well, let me finish this. I think what it what it is now is a platform. And, and Zuckerberg made it officially a platform with the launch of Facebook applications. But a platform now is something that you can build other things on top of, which means that someone could come along and build either a Facebook application or maybe an API tie-in that is like a sub-Facebook. So you can have your main Facebook profile and you use that to manage multiple meta networks within your Facebook social network. And, you know, just like Facebook, it, just like Facebook itself was built on top of the internet network. So, I mean, Facebook is a meta network, so you could have like <laughs> meta meta networks on top of Facebook. That's what that's what needs to happen, in my opinion. I think for that, they could even go back to some of the original things, like you know how now you just join network, you know, mm-hmm. and all. Uh-huh. But that networks mean, mean yeah, networks yeah. mean nothing now. <laughs> but but I think they need to go back to the network idea of like you can join a network like as an alumnus, mm-hmm. but uh, but I think that to join like the official network, you should have like that address again. You know, yes. like well, why is there yeah. the dot edu or the? It, you know, no, here's the deal though. For a lot of people who graduate, they lose that address. Like I did. Well, I mean, I can't yes. I can't use my dot edu address for anything anymore. I can yeah, I can sign up for stuff, but I won't be able to log into it to receive email. So for that's alums, true. that's that's not an option for exclusivity. Dude, what I'm saying is is that there's like an alumnus network that you can be like, oh yeah, these are all the people who have gone to this college, but that there is like a separate subset that has like, do you have a current edu address? You know, all right, when are you graduating? You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, then, that and then that's the way they all that you know. Hey, do you want to meet up for you know study group and stuff? And then once you do, you're you still have access to those friends, but you just don't have access to like that second set of like you know whatever. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> this is why I'm not a programmer. This is this but, is. But the thing about these these meta meta networks you're talking about, Stephen, is nobody's made them because if you do that people will say well it's just like the facebook i don't understand what you're doing because the majority of facebook users have never experienced anything but the facebook that exists now um and they don't see the need for that 
they're like, I don't, I don't care about that. The, the Facebook platform, such as it is, has basically only served to make Facebook more like MySpace mm. in its hated time um, by making really annoying things show up in my news feed. I mean, this, and, this, yeah, you know, and, and that's what, that's what really, film. that's another thing that really gets me. Is so, so in the movie, uh, Zuckerberg is portrayed as, <clears throat> you know, really resisting the idea of putting ads on it. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if he actually did resist that in the first place, but he's at least portrayed as doing that. What has Facebook become nowadays? It's inundated with ads that well, aren't really relevant. I'm sorry, they try to be targeted, but they're not. <laughs> and, well, and I it's think become, what happened was... Because the fa- Facebook did not have ads for a very long time. Right. I remember when they started showing up. But I also think that the, the Severin side of the argument showed up and it said, you have to make money on this. This costs a lot of money. And if you're going to give it away, you have to find some other way to monetize it. Um, same but sort of didn't. problem that Twitter's been having. Yeah, I, but but Twitter, yeah, and they're sort of selling because they're selling sponsored tweets. Um, they're getting towards that, yeah. Yeah. But you, you do really have the, to make a way. You have to make money with something that costs money. Uh, and and that's really the tragic thing in all of this. And I I think it's what it's what Lessig misses. It's what Jarvis misses. That ultimately, <laughs> and somebody pointed this out. Uh, you know, Lessig said, well, it's, it's about, um, you know, the Internet as a platform that where anybody can build anything and, you know, it can have uh, 500 million followers. Well, you know, without any gatekeepers. Nobody has to, he talked about permission, you know, nobody has to, to ask permission to have, you know, a massive successful business. Well, I'm sorry, but, uh-huh. you know, seen in the movie and real life, at some point they had to get that angel investment to continue yeah. building the site, and they had to ask permission. I mean, there are still gatekeepers <laughs> at some point. They're just a little bit different. And, I, you mm-hmm. know, so they overlook, you know, Lessig wants to, wants to say that the Internet is this, you know, super free market, and it's, it's you know, all, all great and everything. But at some point, Facebook had to be a grown-up business. You know, it had to yes. use the old model. And, or you know, the film... And the film accurately reflects this, I think. You know, it shows yeah. it shows the groundswell. You know, it shows that that initial push, which required you know less permission than in the past. But eventually, it got to the point where it had to become a corporation. It needed funding, and it needed to do things the old-fashioned way. And that's exactly where it is today. Mm-hmm. I I just have to ask a question real quick. Uh, Stephen, are you like working on a car in the background? <laughs> no, I'm at He's a Starbucks. In Starbucks. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, I'm just uh, like the Jiffy Lube over Skype. (laughs) I I don't know what that machine. It's not the espresso machine. Uh, The espresso machine is usually higher pitched. It's like they got some motor running over there. I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but oh my god, maybe somebody's somebody's changing out their tires inside the Starbucks. I don't know. I think if you want to go with you know what Lessig and these guys were saying about like, well, it was kind of you know putting down geeks or whatever. I think the one line that sort of comes close to that is uh, when he's looking for, you know, at the end of the movie, it's just him and the uh, the female lawyer yeah. that's there. From the and, office. And, yeah. and, and, he's, and he's talking about, you know, the, like, checking up, seeing what the status is going on in Bosnia. Yeah. And she says, oh, they don't have roads, but of course they have Facebook. <laughs> you know, and that was the one kind of line that I was like, okay, you know, you're you're having a go here. But it's true. I mean, I was talking to a friend <laughs> just today online and he was he was talking about the fact that he has had nothing to eat but ramen for weeks, but he still has an internet connection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, but he's still able to get online and, and chat with, you know, and I mean I think priorities. You know, it's not even a priority. It's availability. Yeah. You know, I mean, once you own a laptop or you know a Wi-Fi and a cantenna, you you can pick up free Wi-Fi. You know, almost anywhere if you're in a reasonably populated area. Well, it's sort of like most of uh, most of Africa. There are thriving cell networks. You know, and everybody has a cell phone. But you know, we're talking in, in areas where there there aren't roads and there's very little arable farmland. And a lot of and most people live in, in abject poverty, but they have cell phones. I mean, they have cell phones without having the ability to charge them. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, but they but have cell phones. But you know why phones. that is? 
I mean, they, logistically, it's easy to see why that exists. It is yes. so much easier to build, you know, a ten thousand dollar cell tower, you know, that than covers lay, an area than to lay than, asphalt. Yeah, you lay ten thousand yeah. dollars of asphalt, and you've got like a mile of road. Right. You know. I mean, and, and so, yeah, no, I totally understand that. But what it what it is about is about connection and and networking. I mean, that goes back to the initial concept: is it's getting people communicated in social networks uh you know social networks have been around since the dawn of time you know a tribe is a social network in this case it's just taking that model and putting it on on the internet uh it's a natural evolution of the human species and and like like zuckerberg said you know somebody was going to do it eventually and it just happened to be me Mm -hmm. uh so i you know i'm not i'm not opposed to it in that sense but I, and if I think we could spend a whole another hour talking about just the the, uh, the philosophies of social networking and, and how it's kind of evolved yeah. through Facebook, um, you know, privacy stuff aside, just the the way that it's changing, it's not just an extension, it's not just a, an internet manifestation of how we already network. It's creating new ways that we network, and the film kind of touches mm-hmm. on that a little bit too. You know, where his girlfriend is like, "Yeah, you know, why are you listed as single on Facebook?" It's like, well, yeah. I, never, yeah. I never changed it. But, you know, that becomes a bone of contention. Again, I've been listed as single on Facebook for the past 11-plus months when I haven't been. Yeah, and, yeah. and there was this, this wonderful... I, I, exactly I, 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 wish, I wish I'd known the, the name of this video, but uh, the Alamo Drafthouse usually runs, like, relevant uh, clips in their pre-roll. You know, not, not previews, not anything sponsored. But in this case, it was a bunch of YouTube clips about Facebook. And one of them was like this, you know, just somebody produced in a kitchen, uh, somebody talking at the camera like they're talking to somebody else on Facebook. And it was all about like, oh, yeah, you know, I saw you, I saw you writing on her wall. What was that all about? You know, don't, don't you know, you never write on my wall. And it's like, two, you know, 2 a.m., had a great time, mm-hmm. you know, and right, and he's the first guy to respond. You know, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what's, what's going on here? It's, and it's a whole new social experience now as a it result is. of it, this. And, and I think we're, we're, we're not even, we're so, we're we're so close to it right now that there's there's no way that we can really look back and tell just how much it's changing. But we we are changing as a society so fast right now. In in what in what the the Facebook has done to the way we interact is just so monumental that I don't think we even appreciate it at the moment. Uh, but yeah. and, and I, I think mean- that will bear another film far in the future. Maybe Sorkin, maybe somebody else uh, to just show that that kind of the 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 huge delta that is happening in this I mean come on people that was this was 7 years ago 7 years ago the facebook did not exist <laughs> like yeah less than yep. a decade and we have gone from then to you know, uh, what is it? Um, a, a, a 14th of the world's population is on this yeah. website. Yeah. <laughs> One in 14 people who live on the face of planet Earth. <laughs> like, yeah. that is just. What, what did they say? If, if Facebook was a nation, it would be the third most populous nation on the Earth. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's China, India, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, they get more people than you the know? U.S. Yeah. The U.S. only has about 300 million. 300 million, yeah. I, uh, that is but, that is significant in in more ways than the word can convey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I I gotta say, like, I, you know, I owe, I, you know, I owe Mark Zuckerberg a lot. Yeah. I mean, if it weren't for Mark Zuckerberg, I wouldn't be sitting here in an apartment in Chicago, literally. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 not even a joke. You know, when I got ready to move, when I graduated college, I went on Facebook and LiveJournal and Twitter. And I said, uh, hey, I want to move somewhere. These are my, you know, parameters for what it has to be. Tell me where you live and if I could come crash on your couch while I look for work. And Mm -hmm. the most people that responded to that were in Chicago. Cool. And one of them even bought me a plane ticket and flew me out and let me live in her house for six months rent-free while I looked for work and stuff. And none of that would have happened if I hadn't gotten on Facebook. You know, I wouldn't be talking to you guys if it weren't for Twitter. You know, yeah, if it weren't for Jonathan Colton's Twitter account, I would have never found you guys. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, and, and, and just and to kind of tie it... Go, go ahead. I, I mean, and it's something like, yes, I know Jonathan, and, I, you know, you're, you know, you might have come up at some point in talking to him, but it's, you know, it's a lot less likely that 
we would have become friends and would be doing this show if Jonathan hadn't gone, oh, hey, people on Twitter might want to see this video. Right, you know? right. So, well, and just to kind of bring it back back around to, to the film, I, I, I agree. I have so much more of an appreciation for what Mark Zuckerberg did. Uh, you know, accurate or not, as the movie may be, I appreciate so much more what he did and that he did it now after seeing the film and I want to go back and learn more about it. Like reading the New Yorker article was was fantastic. Uh, I I respect this guy the same almost to the same degree that I respect Steve Jobs in in the way that I mean he has revolutionized the social space on the internet in the same way that Steve Jobs revolutionized the personal computer space. And and I think we're we're just starting to appreciate that and uh you know, we'll, we'll see him as, as one of the greats. I mean, when, when we're looking back 50 years from now, it'll be Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and I, think, I think it was funny just in the level of fame and the people who change our lives is I love that line where the dude at Harvard was like, man, that dude said that you could be the next Bill Gates. Who was he anyway? <laughs> well, it was Bill Gates. That was, was Bill Gates. Gates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Which the guy I that got to, say, to play him was brilliant was really... voice double because <laughs> yeah. I, I got that immediately. Like, he didn't even have oh, to yeah. get... I knew it was when Bill Gates. I was Gates. doing basic, I was like, man. Huh? <laughs> I had yeah. to explain that to my friend who was sitting next to me who has, like, coding and honest-to-God computer background. That, that, that was Bill Gates? She was like, she was like, who are they listening to? Because I was like, yay! She was like, who are they listening to? I'm like, it's Bill Gates, obviously. She goes, really? You know? <laughs> but I think that's the thing. Like, if you came across Mark Zuckerberg on the street, you wouldn't be like, oh my god, it's Mark Zuckerberg. Because you probably wouldn't recognize Oh, it's Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah. you look a lot like that Jesse Eisenberg kid. <laughs> <laughs> Which I actually... probably punched you see Zombieland? I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which I actually think... I, I don't think Jesse Eisenberg looks that much like him. I mean, obviously they got the no, hair. You know, they, they got the hair right. But the rest of him is is totally different. Z- Zuckerberg, I think, actually looks way more like likable and personable than Jesse Eisenberg in this well, film. By all accounts, he is. Like by all accounts, he's like yeah. a nice, you know, funny guy. So. Yeah. Oh, and and I was thinking back to like the interviews I'd seen of, of Zuckerberg, and I was like, he is not like this. So it's it's a caricature, and it's not even a good one, but it works for the story that's sort of constructed. Anyways, we're we're about at the one hour mark, so it's it's time to go ahead and start wrapping things up here on the show. Uh, thank y'all so much. This is exactly uh, what I was hoping we would we would come away with, and uh, I've I've just really enjoyed uh, discussing this monumentous movie with y'all. Do you think? Oh, one question before we go, because uh, I. I don't think we've gotten anything on Formspring since the last since the last we episode. We haven't. Sad. Uh, yeah, come on, ask us questions, people. But uh, do y'all think it'll win the uh, the Best Picture Academy Award? No. 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 But no. I think Aaron Sorkin may win for writing. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I, I don't think it'll win Best Picture because geek movies so very rarely do, and I do consider this. Neat. So Sorry, that was that was somebody else. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you later. Bye, right. right. person in the Jiffy Lube slash Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. The oil is in the coffee. The oh, coffee God. is in the oil. I, I think I just got the next uh, the next fifty million dollar idea. Fifty billion dollar idea. Jiffy Lube. Jiffy Lube Starbucks. Jiffy Lube Starbucks. Anyways, well, thank no, you all no, for joining. No. It's the Jiffy Lube, Starbucks, Walgreens, because those are the three things you can drive within two miles and find, no matter where you are. <laughs> J- Jiffy Box? J- Jiffy Anybody? Lube, Starbucks, and Walgreens, the three businesses that are just everywhere. I, I think I think Jiffy Bucks. I, I think... Um, Jiffy Bucks. You know, Jiffy tomorrow, Bucks. man, I'm incorporating. I've already got the domain, so uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to do this. Kevin, you want to be my CFO that I that I dump and, and uh, <laughs> cut out of the company in, in two years? <laughs> Stephen, do you want to trust me with your money? <laughs> okay. Wait, <laughs> Never mind. Where, where, where does that leave me, then? Uh, you can be... You're that guy that got 5% at the very beginning of the movie and was never mentioned again. Woo! Yeah, yeah that guy. Who is, who I will is, totally take 5% of billions was, of dollars. Who was, by life. the way, the star of the Pacific. <laughs> Did anybody catch that? I didn't see the Pacific, so. No? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I want to blank. Ah. Oh. 
Anyways, well, thank you all for joining me on the show here. Uh, Kevin, always a pleasure. Yeah. Well, you said awkward. You said something awkwardly, so I said something awkwardly. Uh, All right. Well, your prerogative. And uh, Kiki, always a pleasure as well. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Equally awkward. All right. Whatever. (laughs) Twitter.com slash Kevson. Twitter.com slash Voice of Kiki. And Twitter.com slash Bad Philosophy. Of course. Uh, We'll have the links to the Larry Lessig article and the New Yorker uh, article in the show notes. They're both fantastic reads. Highly recommended. Uh, If you've seen the movie or not. And, uh, you know, maybe... maybe uh, oh, oh, and uh, to that, that comic. Uh, what, what was it one more time, Kevin? Theaterhopper.com. Theaterhopper.com. I'm going to start following him uh, right now. Shout-out to Tom Brazelton. Yeah, shout-out to I like Tom Brazelton. We should get I, him I on like the show. I like his comic. Yeah, he's a good guy. We should, next movie time, we should post Yeah, next, next movie. What, what else? What other oh. big movies are coming out this year? Is there anything? Do we have anything to look Tron. forward to? Tron. <laughs> no, Tron. not Tron. I am so all about Tron. Oh, no. I'm, I'm right, not we'll... about Tron. I am so about Tron, it's not even funny. Yeah, Have you we'll seen the uh, riff tracks that um, yes. Paul that Storm and Jonathan Colton Colton did? Storm. How was yeah. it? it? It's How really it? good. Everybody really good? go yeah. buy that tracks. It's it's really great. Rifftracks.com, shout out to everybody. I've, I've never seen Tron. I think, I think so. the next one I'm buying is actually um, Jaws. The Jaws one is hilarious, and the Jurassic Park one as well. That one's got Weird Al, and it's just beyond hilarious. Oh, man. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of angry at the guys for making me buy how, uh, High School Musical. <laughs> yeah, I'm, really I'm, for the I'm totally angry at the guys for making me buy all the horrible, evil films <laughs> that I watched with my rip tracks. Yeah. yeah. Darn you and all that money I've spent. <laughs> oh... You know, I wonder. I wonder if I. Hey, shout out to Sean Parker that I can do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sean Parker, anyways, I anyways. actually pay for the movies I watch. Anyways, leave me in. He's trying to end the show, Kiki. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening. It's uh, it's been a blast, one of the best, and uh, we'll see you next time here, everybody, on Bad Philosophy. titles i gotta say i have not had a post movie crush this bad since at the end of pirates of silicon valley when i was like wow bill gates is a dick oh man totally (laughs) 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 that movie is solely responsible for my crush on bill gates Uh, that's that's awkward yeah just a little bit i i don't know what it is about me but i have a thing for guys that apparently dick over their friends and change the world via technology <laughs> would you would you have been one of the uh, the underage teens there at the party, Kiki? If possible, I totally would have, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Except I think I'm older than Sean Parker. Sorry. <laughs> There's that. There's that. I'm I'm definitely older than Zuckerberg. My minor yeah. detail. Sean Parker. <gasps> oh my God! I am not older than Sean Parker. Woo! Yay! Yay! <laughs> but I still yeah. wouldn't have been underage at that party. <laughs> <laughs> M- minor detail. No pun intended. Minor detail. Minor detail. Uh, God, I episode know. title. Minor, minor de- detail. A minor detail. Yes. I N O R detail. Uh huh. Badphilosophy.com Facebook us! <laughs>